0: Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer.
1: And I'm Marty Harding.
0: And welcome to Animation and Beyond.
1: This week, we are going to be delivering to you our final episode of the season. The year is coming to a close, and we're going to talk about movies that have to do with one of the holidays coming up, and that's Christmas.
0: Yes, and we're all wishing you happy holidays.
1: And so, before we get into the Christmas movies... We are going to quickly answer last week's trivia question, which was, how do you say family, which is a big theme of the holidays, in Spanish? Ezra?
0: That's familia.
1: Familia. It almost sounds like family in English. All right, sweet. And so for our first conversation today, we're going to do a song feature on a popular holiday themed song that is used in many many different holiday films and albums, recording, it's performed live, and that song is Baby It's Cold Outside. I really Kansas
0: baby it's cold outside. Yes, it's a classic, originally from 1944.
1: Mm-hmm. Who wrote that song, Ezra?
0: Originally Lyricist Frank
1: Loser. Loser or lesser. He wrote the music for the musicals Guys and Dolls and How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying.
0: Interesting, huh?
1: Yep. And he originally wrote the song for him and his wife to sing at a housewarming party because it's a great song to be performed live because it has the two parts.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I know that that famous song I know was in Elf, the popular Christmas comedy movie.
1: Yep. It's been in several movies. The one that originally made it famous was called Neptune's Daughter, and that was from 1949. It was a romantic comedy.
0: Hmm, Interesting. I never heard of it.
1: It's a pretty funny story about a mix-up of identity it's a music
0: it's a romantic musical comedy.
1: Yep. And two characters sing baby it's cold outside in that film.
0: Is it a Christmas movie?
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, baby it's cold outside doesn't really talk explicitly about Christmas, does it?
0: No, but it's about winter though, but it relates to Christmas.
1: Yeah, so how do you know that it's talking about winter?
0: Cuz baby it's cold outside as the title suggests.
1: Yep. <laughs> And it's extra cold outside during the winter. Yeah. So the whole song goes back and forth. Someone wants to leave. The other person wants them to stay. They're arguing over whether it's worth it to stay. The original performers would perform it at parties. And it was in high demand among Hollywood and Broadway's elite parties. Interesting.
0: It's because of its popularity. That's why it's taken the world by storm.
1: Yeah. In fact, there's been almost 75 different recordings of that song alone
0: oh interesting yeah
1: yep it's kind of the song that everyone wants to sing if you're a singer
0: yeah even when it's not even the christmas
1: season yep it's just one of those classics I love it. Yeah, me too. And I like that Glee version because their voices sound so good together, don't you think, Ezra? And it
0: has the vibes of the original classic version.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: It's a very beautiful song that warms uh, warms our hearts.
1: It does, even though it's talking about a freezing cold blizzard. On to our feature presentation for today. <laughs>
0: This is a bit similar to two months ago when we talked about Halloween-related movies.
1: Yeah, sure. So, Ezra, let's start with your favorite old, as in childhood, Christmas film. What is it? Hmm.
0: I don't have a favorite. I like many, actually.
1: All right. So what's one that you think of when you think of your childhood?
0: Or or my parents' or your parents' childhood? Classic specials such as Rudolph, Frosty... Um, The Grinch and Charlie Brown.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And at least Rudolph and Frosty are based on songs themselves.
0: Both made by a company that did most mainly seasonal specials, which mostly were stop-motion, but some were hand-drawn, called Rankin Bass.
1: Interesting. But you're saying Frosty and Rudolph were both stop-motion?
0: Frosty was hand-drawn, Rudolph was stop-motion.
1: Cool. And the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas?
0: 2D hand-drawn, though, and also Charlie Brown was the very first Peanuts TV special of all the many specials featuring the Peanuts characters there have been.
1: Charlie Brown, it's funny because Peanuts, you know, broadly is not associated with any one particular holiday, but that special just rose to so much fame. I almost wonder if a bunch of people were introduced to Peanuts through the Charlie Brown special.
0: And Vince Guaraldi did the iconic music from that.
1: So did he write the music special for the Christmas special?
0: He write the music for the special and then it was used in other Peanuts media and became the theme song of Charles Schultz's iconic cartoon. Cool. I want to give go back and talk about Christmas films in general. I know famous classic Christmas movies are films like It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street and A Christmas Story, which came out in 1983
1: hmm What makes those things Christmas-related?
0: Well, they're Christmas stories, like Miracle on Evergreen Street is was a Christmas film, and it's about a miracle. And then It's a Wonderful Life, another famous classic. It wasn't a musical, though, but it had some emotional moments and a bit of some funny moments, too. And interestingly, a couple characters were named Bert and Ernie, a hilarious duo we all remember from Sesame Street were probably named after.
1: That's right. Yeah, I know. When you describe what makes it a holiday movie, the, the words that come to my mind are a feel-good movie.
0: Yes, it has it's a heartwarming love story. It has good moments that will make you cry and make you laugh.
1: Yeah, and it's a family film, you know? It's something that you could watch with a lot of people and that you all would find interesting because it kind of meets in the middle in this space of happy and sad and realistic, relatable.
0: Yeah, I know, yeah. There have been many adaptations of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol.
1: Absolutely. What was the original version of that?
0: It was a very famous novel, which there are many versions of it, about somebody who's ungenerous and greedy and has no Christmas spirit. That's Ebenezer Scrooge.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Ebenezer Scrooge. And, you know, some versions of that character of Ebenezer Scrooge have gone even into the scary realm, I would say.
0: Like some versions of of A Christmas Carol are even ones that are a little scary and too dark for younger kids.
1: Yeah, like one of the more recent ones with Jim Carrey. I thought his version of Ebenezer Scrooge was pretty creepy.
0: I know, and similar that he also played the Grinch and The Grinch and Ebenezer Scrooge are very similar characters.
1: Yeah, they are. They both serve as kind of the villain to that feel-good holiday spirit.
0: But at the end, they all have a change of heart and become nice.
1: They do, and I think that spirit of kind of change and transition and learning is something that we associate Christmas because when, you know what comes five days after Christmas, Ezra? New Year's. New Year's, and what do you do around New Year's? Get ready for
0: a new year, and which you know also happens around Christmas, which is already past, but happens at a different time each year, is Hanukkah.
1: Yeah, and Hanukkah is part of the holiday season too. And
0: so is Kwanzaa, a, a lesser known holiday about African culture.
1: Mm-hmm. December and the late weeks of November are a time when a lot of different family and tradition-oriented holidays occur, which is what we're referring to when we say the holiday season.
0: And some people do it as Christian or religious or Jewish. Some people just do it as fun and festive, not necessarily cultural or religious.
1: That's right. There's lots of different interpretations of these holidays, which is why a lot of these movies that we're talking about that are Christmas-related are indirectly so. You know, like,
0: some- are related to the nativity of jesus and some were just about the christmas tradition and holiday in general
1: yeah so speaking of which ezra you told me about a really interesting movie that i never heard of that came out in 2017 called the star
0: yes it was it starred um stephen young keegan michael key uh zachary levi oprah winfrey and some others It must have gotten inspiration by a couple of classic specials by Rankin-Bass based on the the Nativity, like Little Drummer Boy and Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie, it it appeared to have an all-star cast. And what was the story about? There was Bo, who was
0: a donkey, who went on a journey with his friend Dave the Dove, with Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem. And it takes place before the events of the birth of Jesus.
1: Yeah, so it tells the nativity story through the eyes of a young donkey.
0: And it retells it, but in a clever and hilarious kind of way.
1: Yeah, I watched the trailer and I was laughing out loud. (laughs) I like
0: how they retold that story, but in a comedic
1: way. Me too. And they've done that with a lot of stories.
0: Like Bible stories, there have been comedic versions of them. For instance, Veggie Tales.
1: Yeah. And so, Ezra, you were saying that a lot of Christmas films and a lot of holiday movies in general wind up being comedies. Why do you think that is?
0: Because a lot of people just think of Christmas as a really fun thing, like for the presents and the like things about Santa Claus and reindeer and elves and things like that. And the fun make-believe kind of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of imagining to be done around Christmas time.
0: And a lot of like comedies about, for instance, Santa Claus, like Disney Santa Claus films that starred Tim Allen.
1: yeah. Santa Claus is an easy figure to make into a comedy, I would say.
0: Yes, an elf, the Grinch.
1: Elf, the movie with Will Ferrell, is a classic Christmas comedy.
0: Which came out in two thousand three when I was, oh, I think, I was seven and a half when it came out.
1: Yeah, and and Will Ferrell in that film spoofs the idea of elves being these, you know, very small, very quiet assistance to santa claus
0: yeah and then the funny part when he pulls off the fake beard off the fake santa in the mall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he's confused he's out of place and he just kind of challenges all of these you know notions of what people think an elf would be and winds up being really clumsy and awkward but ultimately having a really big heart yes i
0: agree i know which is another famous christmas comedy from the 90s the home alone films
1: Ugh, the Home Alone films. Why are those Christmas movies? Well, they
0: take place in holiday time, though. I know there was recently a new Home Alone film for Disney Plus called Home Sweet Home Alone.
1: Yeah, and in those films, the people trying to break into the house serve to be kind of Grinch or Scrooge-like figures, huh?
0: Yes, I know. They're family movies, but they're PG-rated for slightly older kids, not for like three or four, five-year-olds. Definitely not suitable for kids under five.
1: Yeah, they do have some darker kind of moments to them. Yeah, definitely
0: not for kids under the age of five years old.
1: I remember when I saw some of those films the first time, I was inspired to do all kinds of crazy stuff with the stuff in my house.
0: (laughs) Kind of absurd.
1: Yeah, it is absurd. In fact, I remember once trying to rig um, some kind of situation where I could turn off the light switch in my (laughs) room from my bed using dental floss. I believe that was Home Alone inspired. Little
0: kids would not understand that, or young adults or teenagers would understand.
1: Yeah, for those who were in an appropriate age group, it was definitely a very entertaining and inspiring movie.
0: In recent years, like this past decade, Elf got a stop-motion animated special called Elf Buddy's Musical Christmas.
1: Cool. Did, did Will Ferrell voice the character?
0: I don't think so, but it had like a, basically an animated version and it was stop motion animated in the style of many Rankin-based classic specials like Rudolph. And The Grinch got a new animated film too from Illumination with Benedict Cumberbatch as the title character. Hmm. I also know Arthur Christmas, which came out in 2011 and was a computer animated comedy film with from Sony Animation and Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run Studio Ardmin. I thought the it looked a bit similar to Disney's Prep and Landing.
1: Interesting. Why is that?
0: Because there were about elves on top secret missions and it was like a high-tech modern kind of North Pole.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm
0: And elves who are like soldiers in an army who like camouflage, who, elves who have gadgets and then who deliver presents for Santa rather than Santa doing it himself.
1: Yeah, you know what that makes me think of too, Ezra, is another classic holiday film, The Polar Express.
0: I love that one with Tom Hanks. It was loosely based on a children's picture book.
1: Yeah, and in that film, there's also this these scenes where you see the production side of, you know, Santa's gift, give, gift giving, Yes, I
0: know. Like in Santa's Workshop at the North Pole, I thought Tom Hanks was good playing set multiple characters in the movie, playing the conductor, playing Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, he was all over the he was all over in the movie.
0: I know, and it had some good musical numbers.
1: Oh yeah, that film had everything that you want in a children's holiday movie.
0: It was G rated, but yet I did think it still had some scenes that were a little intense and a little frightening and dark for younger kids. Like what? like when that little boy is on the train up on the top of it mm. and some other parts of the film, like when it's on the uh, train is on the ice that those scenes can be a little scary, a little intense for younger
1: kids. Yeah. I would agree with that, but the movie does have a happy ending.
0: Yes. I know. Like when he wakes up with getting his presents back home on Christmas morning.
1: Yep. And he realizes that it was all a dream.
0: Yes, I know. And I liked it. I thought it was good. And, Despite its G rating, it had moments that were a little frightening and intense for the, young, for the younger audience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that movie, and I've seen it a few times, and I think it's just a great entertaining one for
1: all ages. I would agree with that. I don't think, yeah. I, I, don't think I saw that movie until I was older, like in high school, actually.
0: Like, I'm sure when you were little, it must have been a little scary for you when you were, when you were little.
1: Yeah, probably. But I also wasn't very brave as a kid. I got scared pretty easily.
0: Huh, I understand. I know that other Christmas movies I know, like modern ones, or ones I know such as... uh, Like in 2017, there was an animated film based on Mariah Carey's famous song, All I Want for Christmas Is
1: You. Which, think about that, Ezra. How wild is it that that version of the song is so famous that they made a film just for that recording?
0: And they also turned it into a children's picture book.
1: Yeah. Other people have sang that song, but it's Mariah Carey's version that deserved the film. Kind of like how
0: classic holiday songs like Frosty and Rudolph and Santa Claus is Coming to Town were turned into holiday specials. And, And now... All I want for Christmas is you which i think was made sometime in the 90s got a got an animated version over oh, 20 years late like my wish I do. I know some very early Christmas animated things like Twas the Night Before Christmas, a silly symphony cartoon from 1933
1: that Disney did. Gotcha. That goes way back.
0: A Christmas Story is a very famous classic which which was originally released in 1983 and the main character was a boy named Ralphie. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another beloved classic.
0: I know White Christmas is another classic Christmas film Starring Bing Crosby.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And Bing Crosby not only was the voice of radio for a long time, but his voice became highly associated with the holidays as well because he would sing Christmas carols over the radio. And same with um, Frank Sinatra. Exactly. Yeah. I know. And we still listen to their versions of songs, or at least I do. I still listen to the Frank Sinatra's version of songs.
0: You know, they both passed away a long time ago.
1: Yeah, but their memory definitely lives on through the songs that we hear on the holidays.
0: I know that Olaf's Frozen Adventure was a Frozen Christmas special that came out a few years ago, that featured the characters from Disney's Frozen franchise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember also Toy Story: That Time Forgot, a Christmas special that featuring the characters from the Toy Story movies.
1: Yeah. Ezra, why do you think they like to take characters that we know and love like that, like Olaf and the characters from Toy Story, and make shorter versions of the films specifically for the holidays?
0: Um, There's specials just so they have these characters we know and love that are that are really popular into the holiday spirit. They've done that with many DreamWorks movies like Shrek and Madagascar, How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda, and Trolls.
1: Do you think kids, when they see films, they wonder what Christmas is like for those... Characters?
0: That's a good question.
1: Do you think, Ezra, do you think that these new specials that have to do with characters that were, you know, that became popular, let's say in the last 20 years, do you think that these newer specials will ever compete with the older classic Christmas movies?
0: But I don't, you never know. But I do know also that I do love saying, like most people like saying, that Christmas is the best time of the year.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely love the holidays. It's my favorite time of the year because I get to see my family and I get to spend time with them. And it's usually really rainy and gross outside anyways. So we're all happy to be inside.
0: (laughs) And I say there is no matter what culture or religion you are, whether you're Jewish or Christian, there's nothing wrong with being in the holiday spirit.
1: So, you know, related to the Christmas time and the holiday that comes after Christmas, Ezra, I was actually wondering if you have any New Year's resolutions.
0: Some of my New Year's resolutions is to experience new things I've ne- or go to new places I've never been to, like that are across the country or around the world. One is to go to Walt Disney World again, just like I've always wanted to after I did when I, was t- when I turned 10 years old. Awesome. One other resolution is to be more
1: creative than ever. On this show or in general?
0: In general, both actually.
1: I agree. One of my resolutions is to be more creative with this show as well. So we're going to be brainstorming for the rest of the year to come up with new ideas for animation and beyond.
0: And happy holidays, everybody.
1: Yep. Happy holidays. We will see you in the new year. We'll be back the second week of January. Enjoy the rest of 2021.
0: Bye.